Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's get it started. Ha! Let's get it started. Yeah. Let's get it started. Ha! Let's get it started. All right, let's get things started here with the Carolina Panthers. And a lot of people had questions yesterday about the health of Bryce Young. Well, we have an update, Victoria. Oh, boy. Bryce Young not practicing today. The team That's... announced this about 15 minutes ago. That Bryce Young is not practicing today, still dealing with an ankle injury that he suffered in Monday night's loss to the uh, New Orleans Saints, that 2017 Monday night football game. Okay, now I'm getting a little bit concerned. So yeah. yesterday, so that's the organ again, we're touching on five things of the Carolina Panthers. One, the health of Bryce Young. Shocker that uh, Carolina's quarterback got hurt. Imagine that. A game. Uh, imagine that. Yeah. Uh, it's having flashbacks, Cam. Mm-hmm. But now. The reason why I'm a little bit more concerned is yesterday, just two days removed from a Monday Night Football game, it was just a walkthrough. So when they gave out the the status of did not practice or limited, that would have been the case had they actually did a full practice. Yeah. So again, it was just literally walking through yesterday. So I wasn't too concerned about it. We saw Brian Burns listed as limited. Justin, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Justin Houston, Jordan Houston. Um, Justin Houston, sorry, I'm confusing the NC State running back, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Justin Houston dealing with a little bit of an injury as well, so those guys were limited in practice. But now today we actually start to ramp things up, getting ready for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. Bryce Young dealing with this ankle injury, not practicing today, which, okay, fine. If he's able to practice tomorrow then I'm more optimistic about him playing on Sunday. He's going to have to play. Every, every player in the NFL plays through an injury in some way, shape, or form. Right. But you also want to make sure that it's such a it's such a balance of you want to make sure this guy gets playing time because he needs reps, but at the same time, you don't want him getting hurt even further. Yeah. You're protecting. This is your first-round investment that you gave up a lot to move up from 9-1 to one this season. He's your long-term solution at quarterback. That's the plan. Yeah, you don't want to run him ragged too early exactly. in the season. We don't want to David Carr this situation. No. For those who don't know who David Carr was, he was the first-ever draft pick of the Houston Texans. They stuck him behind a terrible offensive line, and he just got beat to heck, and his career never, uh, e- never emerged into anything. Dude had talent, mm-hmm. but the dude just got beat up too much, and hopefully this is not happening to Bryce Young. But nonetheless, a quarterback dealing with an ankle injury and a quarterback that has been pressured on 33% of his dropbacks this season, that's usually not a recipe for anything good. So from based off what I'm here, not what I'm here, but just what I'm seeing right now, coin flip 50-50 that he plays on Sunday. Bryce Young. I want him to play because I want him to improve and to get better. He did finish the game, but again, you got adrenaline and all that kind of stuff rolling through you. I, maybe it happened on one of those late sacks that he took there could in the be. fourth quarter. Yeah, Easily could have happened. Heck, it could have happened in the second quarter. Yeah. We just don't know the exact play that it all happened. But nonetheless, Bryce Young not practicing today. Which gets us into our second thing. Second thing when it comes to the Carolina Panthers. 
Now, when you have Andy Dalton in there, this may not apply. Heck, it should apply either way. Now, the team did bring back Jacob Luton, who was there during the preseason with the team. They brought him back to the roster this week. I think he's on the practice squad to have two healthy quarterbacks in case Bryce Young is not able to play. But either way, try something big. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid to fail big. Because right now you're failing with just bland crap. Yeah. On offense. It's just terrible. Why not try something different? All right? Let's see what works. Because obviously what you're doing right now, this, well, we say we was told in preseason, we're just running vanilla-based stuff. We're going to open things up come the season. You haven't yet through two games. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try something because right I mean, now what you're doing is failing. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail big. If yeah. What you're doing is not working. Try something different. You're already losing. You might as well lose creatively. Exactly. But but also make sure you're not developing bad habits. Yeah. At least for Bryce. Don't develop bad habits when you're trying to do some of this stuff. All right. Leads us into the third thing, which is don't develop bad habits. Please and thank you. Because this is something that I fear with Bryce Young. We're going to dive more into, I think, how the Carolina Panthers right now are failing Bryce Young at 1230. I'm not saying Bryce Young doesn't have his flaws or has his faults. He's made mistakes. He's a rookie quarterback. He should make mistakes. He's a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Adam Golden, studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013 or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. But developing bad habits comes from when you feel like you have to elevate everyone else around you as a quarterback. He's not in the best environment to set him up for success. He's not. We're going to dive this morning. This is 1230. But when you start developing bad habits is when you are constantly under pressure. This is when we hear the old famous Sam Darnold line of seeing ghosts. Yeah. That's the thing you don't want to have happen. This is where bad bad habits develop when you're – Feeling like you can't set your feet in the pocket. You feel like you can't look downfield and actually wait for a play develop because of pressure. That's when you start rushing throws, forcing throws. Mechanics start getting out of whack because, again, you're not actually able to set your feet and feel comfortable in the pocket. That is something that I'm concerned about with Bryce Young is that he's going to develop bad habits. Hopefully that is something that doesn't happen. He's got a guy who played quarterback in the NFL as a head coach. He's got a guy who played quarterback in the NFL as his quarterback's coach. He's got an Andy Dalton who's an NFL veteran of 13-plus seasons, whatever it is, 14 now. He has that around him. Bad habits should not develop. But when you're actually in there playing, little things can start happening and build up over time, even though you're not noticing it. It's a little small thing here and there, and eventually it starts to compound. Don't have that happen. All right, let's get into the fourth thing. Health is a concern for Bryce Young. It's a concern on the offensive line right now because – Austin Corbett out still on injured reserve. Hopefully he comes back in a couple of weeks. We know that Brady Christensen's out uh, for the season due to an injury as well. But now the big question is the injuries that are starting to compound on defense. J.C. Horn injured. Not surprised by that, unfortunately, because he's been an injury injury prone person. He stays there. Yes. But now the injury was Shaq Thompson. That hurts. It's, It's a big time. It's big time. Because now, again, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, 
Brian Burns was limited in practice. Justin Houston, limited in practice. These are your two top edge guys. Okay, so now things start to compound because now you have Itor Gross Matos. Amari Barno's gotten, I think, a total of defensive snaps, not special teams, but defensive snaps is like two. And DJ Johnson, their third-round pick, was inactive this past game. In game one, he was active and didn't even see a snap, not even on special teams. No. Like, literally, it was like, yeah, you could dress and you could sit there. Mm-hmm. So there's the depth there is really starting to get thin. And Shaq Thompson, his entry now, it's like, all right, Kamu Grugier hill stepped in and did a really good job alongside Frankie Louvin when he stepped in on Monday. But now you got to start worrying about not just this coming week, but long-term. What is your solution there? They brought back Deion Jones. They signed him to the practice squad. I'm assuming he's going to get elevated if he hasn't been already. I haven't seen yet. But Deion Jones, who was there during the preseason, he's back with the roster. Chandler Wooten is an option. But what do you do defensively now with your roster as these injuries start to mount? You're already a little bit thin at corner. Yeah. The defense is what's held the Carolina Panthers in games. It's kept them in it. They've given up 24 and 20. And they played a ton of defense. And and not to their fault, necessarily. For example, in Monday's game, this is my stat from Monday's game. Three times the New Orleans Saints had plays of 10 plus yards or 10 plus plays. A couple of them resulted in field goals. That's yeah. fine. Like it's the bend don't break, right? You gave up field goals. You're able to get off the field without giving up six in a couple of those situations. The Panthers' offense, immediately after those three drives, the 10-plus plays by the Saints, went three and out. Yeah. Can't three do that. and out. So that's a lot of defense. And eventually we saw late in the game, the Saints were able to pick up a couple big chunk plays. And sure enough, they were able to put things away. I know Panthers got a late score to make things close and gave themselves a little bit of a chance. But nonetheless... Well, the defense is starting to wear out as the games go along because they're playing too much defense because they're not getting help from the offense. Now you're starting to get thin because of injuries. That's when things are really going to start to mount. And this is where I fear that if the offense doesn't elevate their play, the defenses are going to start giving up more and more chunk plays come third and fourth quarter because they're simply going to wear out and the depth is getting a little bit thin, which leads me into the fifth thing about the Carolina Panthers. Talk about depth and using your playmakers. Why is Jeremy Chin not playing more? This is something that is, I'm questioning this. Yes. Yes. It's something I'm questioning about. How are you managing your roster right now, Carolina Panthers? And this is a primary purpose of that. Your roster management, how you are using your personnel. Jeremy Chin, we know, has a little bit of that playmaking ability in him. We saw him. He was supposed to be coming off the edge on a blitz on Monday night. Reads like, I'm not going to get there in time. Sits back in the throwing lane. Skies high. Uses all 41 inches of his vertical. Knocks the pass down. Like playing monkey in the middle. That You know that game? Yeah. All right. Well, guess what? He's standing there in the middle and reaches up, swats that ball down. We see him make a play at the goal line, at the line of scrimmage. We see him get a tackle for a loss, making multiple plays at the line of scrimmage. The dude only played 27 snaps, 35%. Essentially, one-third of the snaps defensively. Yeah. Here's Ezero Evero, the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Earlier today was asked, hey, why isn't Jeremy Chin playing more? Just the flow of the game. Uh the first week, there was uh, obviously was a more of a run-heavy deal, and this week, um, you know, the game became a lot more of a pass game until the end, and uh, that's where uh, Jeremy's, uh, you know, role is right now. Um, there's going to be some third-down rolls as well, but we're 
again, as you know, this the deal with Shaq has a trickle down effect. So we're kind of working through all those different things. Okay, the deal with Shaq does have a trickle down effect because I would like to see this is just my outside honest opinion on this is that in these passing situations. You can still use Jeremy Chin. Jeremy Chin stands like 6'3", 220, yeah. 225. Big dude. He ain't tiny. No. Those situations where Shaq Thompson would have been in there alongside Frankie Louvu, you could slide Jeremy Chin into that off-ball linebacker position in obvious passing situations where he can cover running backs and tight ends coming out of the backfield or dropping in zones in the middle of the field because he does have the speed to keep up with guys on crossing routes. In, the, in those types of situations. You have to utilize your talent to the best of their abilities. Yeah, Jeremy Chin is great against the run, but if you only use him against the run, well, guess what? It's not like the Panthers have locked down corners on the outside that can make, you know, that can lock things down. Guess what? You're going to have more passing situations against you. So now you're now because you're letting now you're letting the offense, the other team dictate what you're doing with your personnel, as opposed to we can use our personnel to maybe dictate the offense or confuse them what they're doing. Okay, where's Jeremy Chin going to line up? You got to make it in a, when you look at the Panthers defense, I'm always going to look where number zero is. That's Brian Burns. All right, is he lining up on the right side of me or the left side of me? All right, how do I slide protection base off of that? Well, then I also want to make it where, where's number 21? Like, is he down like an off-ball linebacker? Is he going to drop as a safety? Is he going to cover in the flat? Is he blitzing? That's the way you got to use Jeremy Chin. The fact that you have one of your best players only playing 35% of the snaps defensively ain't good. And game and uh, game one, week one against the Atlanta Falcons, I think he played 58% of the snaps, which still ain't enough. No. Now, granted, they only played 48 snaps defensively in that game against the Falcons, but still, that guy should not be coming off the field as much as he is coming off the field. All right, that's my five things on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Let's switch focus over here to ACC football real quick. By the way, college football this weekend? Yeah. Stacked lineup. Oh, yeah. If you're a college football fan, this weekend is for you. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to focus solely on the ACC and a big matchup when it comes to the ACC this weekend. Florida State-Clemson. It's a noon kickoff. It's on ABC. If I'm schools in the ACC, like if I'm Duke, if I'm Carolina, kind of pulling hard for Florida State, and I'll explain why. Clemson already has a loss in conference to Duke week one. We saw that at Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham. A second loss in the conference, Clemson's done. When it comes to an ACC championship game, a lot of work. They would need a lot of help to get to an ACC championship game with two losses already on the season. That you're you're catching up to everybody and hoping that other teams fail as you go along the way. So if you're Duke, if you're Carolina, you want Florida State to win this game. You want to put Clemson out because you can afford a loss yeah. in conference and still play for an ACC championship game. That's what I'm doing. If I'm if I'm UNC, I, game doesn't kick off till eight. Noon kickoff, Florida State. Yeah, <laughs> that, you're rooting for that. But does the but does the ACC need Clemson to win this game? Because there's that whole perception of the ACC where it's like Clemson and everyone else, and if Clemson's not well, that means the whole league stinks, which is not true. Duke's a good football team. Florida State's a really really good football team. UNC is a really good football team. Like there's some really good football teams in this league. It's very competitive. It's it's very competitive. But now. Again, there's that perception of, well, 
Clemson's 2-2 two and two on the season. They lost to Duke and Florida State. They're already 0-2 in the conference. Right. So, there again, there's that national narrative, that national perception when it comes to the ACC. But a Clemson win over Florida State really muddies the waters. Really muddies the waters when it comes to the ACC because of this. Florida State will have one loss in conference. Clemson has one loss in conference. All right, now if Duke does slip up at one point during the season or UNC does lose a game during the season, now you got a bunch of teams with one loss. Now you got like weird tiebreaker situations. Things get much more, things get muddier. But a win for Clemson over Florida State, who had that big dominant win over LSU, which LSU, people are still keeping high up in their on their rankings, in their top 15, right? Some in the top 10, depending on who you ask. So a win for Clemson helps that win for Duke even further. It also helps the ACC as a whole. Yeah. So I don't know. A rock and a hard place. Who do you root for this weekend? It's tough. It It'll is, be a good game either way. I'm excited. Uh, you know what? There's a lot. I'm leaning towards Florida with this one. On but Yeah. You never know. Uh, by the way, real quick here. Uh, quick note here uh, on uh, on Bryce Young. Oh, do we have a breaking a news? A little breaking news here. Let's go and hit the, uh, uh, okay. go and hit the old sounder here, Vicky. Victoria, I should say. Uh, this is per, per uh, the old Schefters. Adam Schefter of ESPN is reporting that oh uh, looks like Andy Dalton is in line to start on Sunday. Yep, there it is. Yes. Yes, so he says, uh, yeah, for a second straight day, Panthers rookie QB Bryce Young will not practice due to this ankle. Panthers QB Andy Dalton is now tracking to start Sunday at Seattle. Again, that's not a guarantee. We don't know if he's listed as questionable. We don't know any of that kind of stuff. Is it doubtful, probable? We're not entirely sure yet, but this is something that we're going to definitely keep our eyes on if you're a Carolina Panthers fan. All right, keeping track of things here in the ACC. Again, coming up here in about 10 minutes, I'm going to tell you why the Carolina Panthers are failing Bryce Young right now. When it comes to ACC schools here in the state of North Carolina, State, Duke, Wake, Carolina, not the toughest games this weekend when it comes to their their schedule. It's a pretty easy weekend. NC State is on the road at Virginia tomorrow. They head up to Charlottesville. That's a Friday night kickoff. Duke is at UConn for a 3.30 game. Georgia Tech is at Wake Forest for, I think, a 6.30 kickoff, I believe. And North Carolina is at Pitt. That's an 8 o'clock game. The combined record of those four schools, UVA, UConn, Georgia Tech, Pitt, 2-10. and ten. Not on the great. season. Two and ten. This season, two and ten. After this weekend, it should be two and fourteen. Hope so. I'm sorry. UVA is not good at football this season. Yeah. You They're can't just lose not. those games. Now, this is also Brennan Armstrong going back to UVA where he started his career. Robert and I, former offensive coordinator at UVA, also going back to Charlottesville. Duke is at UConn. UConn, we saw give NC State a real tough test. We saw them use a real strong running game against uh, against NC State in that Thursday opener in week one. It's not going to be a pushover game for Duke. We're actually going to dive into things that the schools here in the state of North Carolina are doing well and what they, and what they need to work on. Uh, Duke's passing game, I think, needs improvement. But nonetheless, Georgia Tech at Wake Forest. Wake Forest, can you play a full 60 minutes, please? Please and thank you. We'll see. And then North Carolina at Pitt. Pitt's just one and two. 
But Pitt's also one of those schools you just feel like every year. It's like, oh yeah, Pitt. All of a sudden they win eight games. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave. I'm not gonna. Not gonna discount Pitt just because of their history with Pat Narduzzi. But nonetheless, the four ACC schools this weekend better go four and zero. They should. They they should. You don't want to get your L's from this weekend. No, and and especially, especially if you're North Carolina, you don't want to drop a, an ACC game this weekend. You have aspirations of getting back to the ACC championship game in Charlotte first weekend in December. You can't lose to Pitt. If if Florida State beats Clemson, it alleviates some of that pressure. But you still got to play Duke later this season. That's not going to be a pushover of a game. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So anyway, that's where the ACC schools stand. All right, final thing here. As we're getting things started. Dennis Cox sitting in for Adam Gold today, by the way. He'll be back tomorrow. He's getting all of his hockey in. Yeah, he's just getting his Canes fix right now. Speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, I went to... They, their training camp started today. They had all, all their medical stuff earlier this week. They have did a bunch of their interviews to get ready for you know, TV, all that kind of stuff. But now they're actually back on the ice practicing. They look like a team ready to go. I was at yes. practice earlier today. They started at 9 o'clock at PNC Arena. I swung by there just to... I, I also cover the Canes. I go to a ton of games. So I wanted to see what the team looked like. For them, there are only really three new additions to this team. Mike Bunting, the forward that they signed from the Toronto Maple Leafs this offseason, he was skating on, the, on a line with Sebastian Ajo and Seth Jarvis. That's their top line. Dmitry Orloff, the defenseman, he was skating with Tony D'Angelo, a guy that they brought back. I mean, Tony D'Angelo was with this team two seasons ago. Really nothing for him to, to, to learn. The system really didn't change a whole lot. Okay, he's got to get reacclimated to it, but they had Dmitry Orloff skating with Tony D'Angelo. And then you have Brendan Lemieux, who's a, a fourth line, a guy that's going to play 40 games, 45 games for you this upcoming season. That's it. Like, those are the new guys. That's it. Everything else is the same. Everyone's back. Coaching staff ain't, ain't different. It's all back. And that's the best part about this team is that they know exactly what they need to do. So, And Andre Sveshnikov, who we saw miss the, the latter part of the season because of an ACL tear, he was back out there fully skating. Now, he was in a yellow non-contact jersey, much like we see quarterbacks in the NFL will wear, like, red or something like that, yeah. to a different color, uh, non-contact. So he was wearing that today, but he was skating full go. Wasn't slowing down. Wasn't taking any sort of reps off or nothing like that. 
It's good. It's promising. Yeah, which is it's extremely promising. I don't know how much he'll play in a preseason game. I'm assuming that he'll want to get one. Sure. Just again to fully test out his knee, just to you know make sure that he is ready to go. But yeah, this team is going to be a, a lot of fun to watch this season. A lot of high hopes. They're the betting favorite, according to the folks in, in Vegas, Vegas, to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. So it's going to be a good season this year. Hopefully they don't get swept in the Eastern Conference Finals again. But hey, well, let's not get injured like we were last season. Well, that's a big thing. Yeah, that is an absolutely massive thing. Yeah, we don't want to be like the Carolina Panthers right now. No, constantly nicked up. That's Victoria. She's producing the program today. Dennis Cox sitting in for Adam Gold. Uh, Again, he'll be back tomorrow. Again, he's getting his Canes fix in right now. By the way, if you want to go watch the Canes practice, I think practice is open to the public at PNC. Oh, nice. Or maybe, or maybe it's when they practice at Invisalign, it's open to the public. I can't remember exactly. But nonetheless, go enjoy some Canes hockey. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.